Welcome to episode 21 of Communication Era, a gaming debate podcast where we may not always agree, but if we listen to what one another has to say, maybe we'll be able to fix our communication error. I'm one of your hosts, Cheesy, and uh, the man who, I don't know, might be too popular for this podcast now, John Ebo. Yeah, you I'm, had I'm kind like, of a crazy weekend. I'm like famous, famous. Yes. Yeah. And like, like swimming in money. Like I just I was, picture you I as was, like Scrooge McDuck now. Yeah, I was sort of famous before, but now I'm like famous, famous. It's like that five minutes of fame, and now you're up to like no, 15, 15 minutes. Min- yeah, now yeah, now I'm at 15 <laughs> minutes of fame. Yeah, no, it was kind of like, it was weird. Definitely, definitely. A, I was not expecting it to go as viral as it did. Uh-huh. Um, I guess for context. Yeah. I uh, I had purchased the Nintendo Switch version of Mortal Kombat 1 and it, it came out on uh, early access so I paid to get the premium edition and it was like one of the smartest things that I've done <laughs> which is saying a lot yeah yeah it's, yeah because I make a lot a of lot. smart yeah. I make a lot of smart decisions calculator yeah calculator <laughs> yeah if you just want to like if you want to make money making videos just like buy a game <laughs> that you could just rip on or people are just gonna like point out all the time but yeah so i i made a couple of videos about how bad that game looks like graphically it looks it's it's painful to look at and i made mm-hmm. a few videos and the one got picked up on twitter not i didn't tweet it which i feel like an idiot i, I should have been the first one to tweet that that mm-hmm. out but somebody mm-hmm. tweeted out. They didn't tag me, unfortunately. But it had like seven million impressions. Yeah. And yeah. so you, you had another account tweet your video that had your watermark in the video. Yeah, yeah. At so least I had my like watermark. People, yeah. Yeah. People would still know that it was you. Uh, did you see any kind of growth from that? Not really. No. Well, I mean, no. honestly, I, I I don't know because the videos did really well on TikTok as well. Like I got mm. like over, I think over like 2 million views in the past three or four days, I think. Yeah. Across like three videos. So, I mean, I, I don't get that kind of traction that much. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a lot of growth from that. But uh, I went into the comment section of that video that or that tweet that had like 7 million impressions and uh-huh. the very first comment was, isn't this the guy that said piracy is bad? <laughs> and I'm like, that was that was two years ago, man. Yeah. Wow. Never forget, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you, you are famous for that. Yeah, so I, I guess I am famous. Infamous, maybe. This is probably a better thing to be known for, so hopefully <laughs> people could get over the piracy thing. My favorite part of the video, just because I know you, was like, oh, I bought Mortal Kombat to see how bad it looks. And I was like, it can't just be this bad. Like, maybe it's my Switch. So I bought it on my other <laughs> Switch. I'm like, Johnny, we all know what you're doing. Come on, man. Yeah, I, I definitely... I say things and I show things to get engagement. And it's like I have this weird ability to predict like what people will point out like the one video the first one i posted was just off-screen footage of the game and i Mm -hmm. said something like oh it looks like i'm playing clay fighters or a ps1 game Uh and apparently people are like you never put you you must have never played a ps1 game if you think that's that's what this looks like i got so many comments about that yeah, it's just everybody's opinion, right? Everyone's opinion is right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it was interesting to see. And then today, the day of recording, nine, September 18th, uh, I got we got a, I got a message from Crawler, Nightcrawler. Shout out to mm-hmm. Crawler, who's on the Nintendo yeah. Powercast, saying, hey, your, uh, your tweet's in this IGN article. And uh, it was my tweet. It wasn't the one that somebody just used and didn't tag me in yeah that was nice that they they actually gave you the credit and like people can click on that that link um which is crazy because that's kind of our topic for tonight is the pros and cons 
of games journalism. And I would say that is probably the biggest con is that your tweet got into a IGN article. And so like that, that can't be good. Right. Wait, why, why would that not be good? <laughs> <laughs> that is a pro. I don't know. I, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We're talking about pros and cons of social. What is no, not social media. We did that one. No, already. we did that already. <laughs> that, <laughs> we're doing that was a, a game. Two episodes back. We're doing games journalism, pros and cons of it. Uh, we have a guest next week, Xanadude. Yes. You probably have seen him as the uh, gaming teacher. I think that's what he calls himself. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you probably saw him on, on TikTok. Uh, and he's starting his own. Well, actually, I don't. I know he wants to start his own gaming website, like game journalism website. Yeah. Uh, so like, I know that he's done a ton of research and that's the reason that we're having him on the show is to learn more from him and what it is that he knows. But before we get into that, let's do some server maintenance real quick. Um, we got some new reviews, which is awesome. Yeah. So uh, we're up, but they don't say anything. We got new reviews. We're up to 19 mm-hmm. reviews on Apple podcasts. And I think whoever gave us the four star review decided that we are actually worth the five stars because we no longer have four a four star review. Oh, nice! So, so thank you to whoever that is out there yeah. to give us the five star review. We do appreciate it, and thank you for. I think we got two new five star reviews, and I do want to point out that there are twenty five. There are twenty reviews on Spotify and nineteen on Apple. So Apple and Sp- Apple almost caught Spotify. So Spotify listeners, make sure you give us that five-star review as well. Yeah. Uh, we got, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just say we have the Patreon live. We'll hopefully do the early access stuff soon, but thank you to Jeff Troyvania who was on last week's episode and Mikey, the RP. I, I don't know. Mikey. Thank you, Mikey for the, as the other patron. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow us on all our socials. It's Calm Error Podcast pretty much everywhere. Um, and if you want to be part of next week's episode of the pros and cons of journalism, gaming journalism, uh, leave your comments, leave your questions for Xanadude, um, and we will read them on the show. Yeah. Don't forget to su- subscribe to YouTube. We're almost at 150 subs. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Like, just yeah. even... Starting this almost, I mean, it hasn't even been a year yet, and we're at 150 subs. And that's been, all thanks it hasn't to, even been half a year. It's only been yeah, five months, four months. Yeah, and we're we're 21 episodes in, and so all the love and support you guys keep bringing our way helps the show more than you know. So thank you for listening and contributing, and uh, if there's things that you want us to do or things you think that we could do better, let us know. Yeah. But Johnny... Pros and cons, gaming journalism. How how do you want to start this? Because I I see it from like two ways really. Is that one we are nowhere near the game journalism industry, right? Like I guess you are because your tweet got into an IGN article, so you're like closer. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm an official IGN contributor now. I'm still yeah. writing some articles for them. <laughs> but I think um, we can talk about it from a consumer standpoint and, and things that we notice just within being in the gaming circle and what um, what we're reading and then the pros and cons of, of how we see it. Like, do you think that it is helping gaming? I think there are like, well, like it's titled pros and cons. I think there are pros and cons. And mm-hmm. I think when these outlets do what they're set up to do, right? They're, they're news outlets, essentially. Right. When they right. are doing what they are set up to do, it is good. But then when yeah. they try to, I don't know, even I don't even know how to put it. I think Kotaku is a good example. Like, they kind of take it personally, but they're just... Mm-hmm. You know, they're just supposed to be a gaming news outlet. So, for example, Kotaku, when Metroid Dread came out two or three years ago, they mm. released an article on how to emulate the game. Which, you yeah. know, 
piracy is bad. <laughs> but, so they released an article on how to emulate the game. Nintendo did not like that. So Nintendo blacklisted them from like getting advanced copies or review copies of their games. So, yeah. you know, I think when Tears of the Kingdom came out, they didn't get a review copy. Yeah. And they were kind of like offended by that. When and and then I forget what they released. They released some article that yeah. was not news. It was like a, an opinion just like it was it was spoilers for it was it spoilers yeah and i think it was before the game even released and i could be wrong but i i feel like that's what it was or the day that the game released they were showing people the ending to tears of the kingdom and i don't know i mean like they could have still been doing their job but at the same time there probably was some bitterness and uh they wanted to get back at Nintendo. I yeah, think it felt, there are... it felt like per, like a personal vendetta. And, yeah. and this is supposed to be a company, like not, not, it's not a person. It's a company. Yeah. Yeah. So like they should not, they should act professional and not, uh-huh. it just was not a professional way to handle it. Mm-hmm. And it felt petty. And it's just like, I just want gaming news from you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was even like the article, I think I think it was Kotaku, who uh, during Dread was saying that Samus needs to smile more. Oh, is that? Oh, man, that is. And like, well, that is. That's clickbait. It's clickbait and also misogynistic. Just don't say that. Yeah, it's rage bait. Right. Yeah. But like, I can also understand how some of these industries or these uh, uh, journalism sites do need the clicks. So, yeah, they probably are going to have some kind of clicky uh, headline. And are people actually reading? That is actually one of the things that I appreciate of Twitter or what used to be on Twitter. I don't know if it still is. But when you would retweet, it'd be like, did you read the article first? Because maybe you should. People don't get past the title, right? Right. Like You, you see the title like... Because I know a, a big thing back... When Metroid Dread was coming out, is we talked about this last week. Is mm-hmm. it worth sixty dollars? And I'm pretty sure that's why Kotaku released that article about here's how you could emulate it mm-hmm. because they didn't think that it was worth sixty dollars. So people are, you know, the title was probably like, "Here's how to get Metroid Dread for free." Yeah, which is hurting the gaming's the gaming and industry especially when a new title releases right because like i can i can understand the argument of those that are wanting to emulate a game that is that is in the past an older game that they don't have access to which is a lot of games today there's a lot of games that we just don't have access to anymore so you you emulate it um or you just patiently wait for the thousand year door to get announced <laughs> and pay $60 for it. <laughs> but with something like dread that was so new, I just don't understand from, from their point, why you would want to, why you, you would want to say that message or send that message to, to get clicks. Right. Right. That was one of the instances that they for sure did it to get clicks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we are on the internet. Everything is clickbait. There are so many things vying for your attention. So you need to stand out. Uh, You know, content creators do it all the time. Uh, Yeah. Gaming websites do it all the time. I do it all the time. (laughs) Like, You're never going to get people like if if your title is just like uh, the, the written article. Like Tears of the Kingdom is set in Hyrule and you try to save Princess Zelda, like that's not gonna get people to click because like of course, yeah. Yeah. But if you yeah. say like oh man, I don't want to spoil anything. No, just saying like something like uh Tears of the Kingdom is not as great as Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah that's gonna like get that. people not even to read the article, but just to post their own opinion on it, uh, without even seeing what that person has to say. So I think that's a big 
uh, con, not so much on the uh, games journalism part of it, but like just the people like read the article, see what the person has to say first before you give your opinion. Maybe your opinion is exactly what this person is saying. No, it's, it's they hear that first line and it, they just right. see red. Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty very... of it too. I'm, I'm guilty of clickbaiting and I'm cl- guilty of falling for clickbait. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't read the articles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe I skim them. Read... Yeah. I was going to say like, you don't even click on them to find out what it is that you're reading. I'm always so cautious of, of that. Cause like I could repost something and like in the middle of it, like I just have a fear that it's saying something so terrible that I my my views do not align with. But because <laughs> I shared that article because of the headline, like that's all I needed. But if you actually like go into the article, now people think that whatever they said is what I believe. And I don't know. Like I, I think about that a lot. Yeah, I mean I don't if it's a gaming article, I don't really I feel like it won't be that different than what the clickbaity title is. Like it's probably going to have the same stuff. It's not going to have some political views in there that I'm not going to agree with, but you know, if it is a political article, yeah, I'll definitely make sure I know what they're, what they're saying before I, I, uh, repost it. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, a lot of the issues with games journalism is, they are trying to get clicks, right? They're the right. clicks get them advertise advertisers and that's how they, they pay their bills. Yeah. And I think it would be wrong of us if we didn't even mention reviews, right? Like that's a huge part of games. Journalism is just putting out a review. And I can't remember if we've had this conversation on, on here before or on Nintendo Powercast, uh, which you should listen to Johnny and I are on it in six, four, Josh crawler. It's a great podcast. Um, just about review scores and how they're subjective because like we had, what was the example? I feel like, uh, Skyward sword uh, getting a 10. <laughs> did it really get a 10? The, the, the Wii version got a 10 on IGN. Okay. I remember that. And huh. it, no, it's not a 10. It's a five. Mm-hmm. But like a no. lot, so so <laughs> leaning into the review scores, yeah, it's subjective, yeah. and yeah. what people expect from these big outlets like IGN, Kotaku, Polygon, yeah. they want an unbiased opinion, but that's impossible, right? Everybody is biased in some way. Mm-hmm. There, everybody is biased, and the way I, I at least IGN the way they do it is they have like their Nintendo writers review Nintendo games, Xbox review, Xbox games, PlayStation, PlayStation games. So yeah, of course there's going to be bias, right? There's no, there's no getting around it. Mm -hmm. We have, I have bias. You have bias. Everybody is biased. Yeah. Just, uh, trying to look at something objectively, you know, you could try to not show as much bias, but there's it's still going to be there. Right. And I think it, it sways people when they see a number anyway. They're like, oh, I shouldn't even touch this game. Right. So like. They're just doing their job. But it could be harming. Just gaming in general, because they are putting out their own review score instead of letting others just kind of enjoy it for themselves and see if it's worth it. I mean, maybe they're saving people money. And in that sense, that's a good thing because games are expensive and not everybody can buy every single game that comes out. Yeah. Like I hope, I hope I save people money from buying Mortal Kombat one on the switch, (laughs) even though you gave them twice as much. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, no. uh, Oh yeah. 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 But that was about one copy. One copy. I bought the premium edition. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no, I hope like articles, the article that I was in about how it was about how like Mortal Kombat one is not 
as good on Nintendo Switch as it is on the other systems. However, yeah. they're charging the same amount of money. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. people see that article and are like, uh, maybe I'll wait for a sale. Right. Yeah. And the review scores, the reviews are supposed to do that. They're supposed to give you an informed decision on if you want to buy a game or not. Right. That's why I, that's why I really don't like doing like reviews as content mm-hmm. because I feel like if I say a game is really good and then somebody buys it thinking, Oh, this is a really good game. And then they hate it. Like, I feel like I, like I, I'm, t- I'm at fault for that. Yeah. But I mean, like that's, that's too much pressure on yourself. I think I get what you're saying. Cause I definitely would feel that too. But at the same time, like we can't control what others do. Sure, you can influence, you're an influencer, but it's up to them if they really like they should do the research, right? And see if that is I mean the research is watching reviews and watching videos. So if they're getting Okay. Yeah, keep going. Garbage in, garbage out, right? If you're getting if you're watching if you're putting garbage in, you're gonna get garbage out. Right. So if I mean, there's always people are thinking that like uh, these outlets get paid off to give good reviews. Mm-hmm. And there are times that I'm like, maybe because I've played, I've played these games. I'm like, there's no way they're that good. And uh, maybe, maybe they, it's also hard. Like if you get a product for free, I mean, this isn't with games journalism, but if you, if I were to be sent, a game for free. Yeah. I'm more inclined to give a positive review so I could keep getting games. Right. I get that, but there also are FCC rules, right? Like, which I don't have have to to abide by. Why not? You should be. Well, I know I'm disclosing that I got paid. Right. That's what you mean. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm disclosing that I got free. You should give your honest opinion. Yeah. But like, even even if I, I'm not saying that I would. This is why I don't do it because I would feel inclined. Like, should I? I don't want to be that harsh on this game because you know they, they wouldn't want to work with me again. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure, like when you when you have an outlet as big as IGN, you don't. Well, even Kotaku, like Nintendo, blacklisted them. That's a huge hit. Right. Like. That's not good for business. Well, oh, but that's a different. I mean, we were saying at the beginning why they got blacklisted. Yeah. That's not the same as like, because I think if even if you give a review, you see the positives in it. And I know that that is hard for people to see these days is the positive in everything. But you, you have to talk about the things that you liked about it. Maybe give them some helpful criticism so that they could make their games better the next time, or it's like something that they could patch out. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And like, I even, if I get any kind of product, I'll message them and be like, Hey, is it cool if I like give my honest opinion on it? Because I, that's important to me. Like my word is important. And I, I think that's how a lot of these gaming sites are as well, or at least that's the way I perceive them. I don't think that they get paid to talk about, certain games like maybe there's games that are sponsored but i think that they would they would have to disclose that yeah no i'm just saying like it might not be intentional Mm -hmm. but it's very difficult for me to believe that every game out there is an eight out of ten or higher it feels like not many games get lower than eights out of tens from these review sites and when they do, they get trashed for being low. Like IGN gave Starfield a seven. Right. I mean, like, can you blame them? And I think actually just to, because we're bringing Xanadude on, I think Xanadude was one of those people that was upset that Starfield got a seven. But like, and I'm not remembering correctly what game it was. I think Skyrim got a lower score or something like that. We'll have no, to Skyrim ask got a higher score. Skyrim okay. has like a nine, you know, Skyrim's one, a highly rated yeah. game. Well, okay. So I don't remember what game it was, but he did 
tweet something like that. And to me, that's, I don't know how you compare the two, any, any game that gets reviewed over time. And it's been years, right? Those are different reviewers. So even if somebody gave a game that's not as well liked a higher score than a game that was liked, that's that own person's opinion on the game. And it's not the same reviewer that reviewed the last game. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if Xanadu tweeted this and if, if he did or if he didn't, I apologize, but there was GameSpot gave it a seven as well. Mm -hmm. And they were tweeting it out. They were tweeting the review out like every day. And somebody had somebody had said, "Oh yeah, looks like engagement's down." You have to tweet out the the review that you get, like the low review you gave this AAA game. Yeah, I saw someone. I can't remember who it was, but essentially just because they gave it a average score or something, they had to keep talking about it in positive ways that they that they liked the game. Um, but like from their their review it didn't seem like they enjoyed it that much yeah and even even from like some reviews that you listen to or read it's like i i, I watched the ign review of starfield and i thought at the end of it it was going to be like a nine out of ten but uh because it, the way it usually works is they they like list out all these problems with the game but then they're like oh it's a nine out of ten ten out of ten and uh like starfield was like you get over encumbered fast there's no maps it's only fast mm-hmm. traveling they gave it a seven out of 10, but every, everywhere else is giving it nine and 10 out of 10. So, yeah, I think you brought up a good point earlier though, is that it consumers will, will, uh, trash them if they give it like a low score, which is now a seven these days. I feel like even a seven is low yeah. and means like you shouldn't even play the game and yeah, don't even touch it. So like you can't really blame them for trying to please people, but also but it's that, try that's to disingenuine their... though. Like, what's the point of having the scale if you're not going to go below a certain number? Yeah, I mean, do you think that there's a lot of games today that deserve a, a low number? Because in my eyes, I think that gaming has come so far that it's just gotten better. And sure, there are examples where it's like you're. Like what? What was Mortal Kombat on on Switch? Did they give a review? Oh, I don't for know. That? I didn't see. I didn't. I don't. I didn't see any reviews for it yet. It comes out officially tomorrow, so we'll see. Okay. But I do believe Starfield's a seven out of ten. Okay. Like I, I think that that was one of the more accurate reviews, personally, in my right. eyes. I know. So I know. In- I know. People are out there, Jeff, that will see it as a nine, nine and a half out of ten. But for non Bethesda fans i think that was a very accurate review of the game that it you know it's it has its good points but there's a lot of things that like a modern game would never do like why would there be no map in a modern Mm -hmm. game Mm -hmm. there's there's no handle i mean i don't mind the no hand holding but there's just you just don't know what you're you just don't know what to do Uh uh-huh and I, I do think the reviews unless you're 10, playing the story mode, like what Jeff well, I said. I am playing the story playing... mode. Oh, you are, and it still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's because you got to read, Johnny. Yeah, that's true. You got to read. So any game that you have to read in seven <laughs> out of ten or lower. Yeah, see, that's why these uh, articles work so well is because there's there's a bunch of words in them, and people are like, ah, I don't care what's the number. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, but I'm not. I'm not saying like there are phenomenal games this year. Like this year is yeah. one of the best games or one of the best years in gaming ever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's that many, like if everything's a 10, nothing's a 10, right? Yeah. Like you can't have that, that many masterpieces. Yeah. And even if it is a 10, what is that? That means that it's perfect, but nothing is perfect. There's always, yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't, room I don't for see, improvement. I don't see that as, like when I see 10 out of 10, I don't see it perfect. Like nothing, nothing is perfect, but it is a perfect gaming experience. Like for that game, Mm -hmm. you know, I think tears of the kingdom is a 10 out of 10 game. That's definitely not a perfect game. 
Mm-hmm. But for what it is, it's 10 out of 10. Yeah. I was trying to think about it. And that might be Because they, I mean, they also gave Breath of the Wild a 10, right? Yes. So that's, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think no matter what it is that you're consuming, gaming or not, please just go get your sources from other or get, I get your opinion from other sources as well and see what others are saying. Don't just stick to one source and say, oh, yep, that's a good opinion, or I agree with that opinion. That's why like, we need to have these kind of conversations. So I, I can understand like the pressure that they must go through, um, but we also shouldn't be holding them so high because there's other, other sites that we can be checking as well to see if those opinions do line up. Um, but I think it would be wrong of us to not mention, you know, how games journalism is kind of dying and we've had some, some layoffs or closures with like giant bomb and Fanbyte. And is that because they just aren't getting clicks? I mean, cause that, that helps their, their sites. I'm going to be 100% honest. Yeah. I have only looked at IGN. Today was the first time I looked at IGN. Probably in years. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't go. How I get my gaming news is through YouTube or, uh, uh, or Twitter. Uh huh. And sometimes I do watch like IGN's YouTube videos or, or I see their tweets but I, I never go to Kotaku. I never go to GameSpot. I never go to... I, I don't yeah. go to these sites for my news. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're the only one. That's why they were having closures. It's it's a lot of content creators that are coming into this space and saying their own opinion about the games and uh, and just the content that they're they're making. So I don't... I mean... And that's what I'm assuming, right? Like, I can't say for certain that that is why all this is happening. Like, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Just from an outsider perspective, there's a lot of different people that you can get good gaming content from. And yeah, I would still call, like, journalism content. Um, Like, I, I can think of John Cartwright, who made the Ask Waddle D Twitter account. Did you ever see that that video? No. So it was um, John Cartwright, who's from Good Vibes Gaming. And he pretended to be a leaker for, I think it was like a month. And just to say whatever he wanted. And people started believing it. And then he deleted the account just to show like, this is how easy it is to convince people that you are a famous leaker and you know what is happening. And like that to me was good content. That's good gaming journalism in a sense. Um, And I think, I think the, a pro of gaming journalism is the, uh, I don't know how to phrase it, but like the security that the information you're receiving is mm-hmm. probably accurate, right? It's it's not like they're not usually reporting on on leaks or well, I guess I guess a lot of them do now because that's a lot of click, a lot of clicks. Right. Yeah. But like you're not gonna see an article that's just like completely fabricated. At least I mean you hope not. Yeah, you hope sure not. there probably is. But I just I'm looking uh, like I went to IGN.com right now. The uh-huh. the first story is that Mortal Kombat on Nintendo Switch story. Then the other ones like Elder Scrolls Six won't come to PS Five. I saw that everywhere. That yeah. like I didn't. I don't need to go to IGN to see that. Like that was all over Twitter. Uh huh. But it's all some... over Twitter because other people are sharing that 
article or if it's not that article it's another source that they are sharing and so yeah we may not actually read what the person has to say but it's being plastered all over the timeline that that's today's news right yeah i just don't know i don't understand why people are so i guess we'll talk to xana dude more about this but mm-hmm. like why why are so why are people so upset with with games journalism like what what makes me looking at these articles it's like they're like reviews and like how to guides. Like there's huh. nothing in here that I'm like, Oh wow, this sucks. Why would I like, they're just, this is gross. Like there's, well, there's also like, they do a lot of top 25 stuff like best selling. Okay. Well let's take top 25. Cause I can think of a couple of reasons why people get upset. They don't see their favorite game is up on the top 25 list. Yeah. Because it's subjective. So- It's subjective. I know I get that, but like their people are passionate about the things that they love and that they care about and they want others to feel the same thing that they are feeling. So it should be up on that list, right? No, that's somebody's subjective opinion. And so, but they are going to get, I mean, that's the internet. You know, this come on. I mean, how many comments do you get that are trashing you every day? But I just feel like they they hold these gaming websites to some unobtainable standard. Yeah. That like they have to be robots and have some sort of algorithm to choose like what the top 25 is. Mhm. Because if 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 I were to make a top 25 video personally mm-hmm. on my personal channel, yeah. People would know that that is my personal opinion. Right. Oh, because it's coming from a, a higher like company. Yeah, because now like when you put a review out there or, you know, these top 25 lists, it's coming from IGN, even though the the writer or the the creator of that article is a, is a person, is is mm-hmm. one or two people. People see it as like, oh, well IGN, said, IGN as an entity said this. Just like right. that's what um you know, people comparing like like Starfield's review to um, like Skyrim's review, like you said, they're two different people doing that review, right? right. It's not the same person, but it's on the same website on the same. Mm-hmm. It's under the same umbrella. Right. People, di- they can't disconnect that. They think this is IGN's opinion, like as a company. Yeah. Not this person's opinion. And I think that's where a lot of people tend to hold, they, they just hold them to this higher standard that it's just impossible. Like you can't have a, a media company where everything get runs through like one person or like one filter, like one filter. Mm-hmm. Like it's not all approved by the same people. It doesn't go through all the same people. Like the Nintendo, there's a Nintendo group, there's an Xbox group, there's a PlayStation group. Like it's not IGN, IGN's opinion. It's this writer for IGN's opinion. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I guess like, I wish that we would know more about what it is that they do behind the scenes. Like if they were to open up their doors and be like, Hey, this is what games journalism is. This is everything that we do. These are the processes that we have to go through because I think there's a lot of people that have no idea what it is that they do or what it's like to be them because we still see that today. I mean, Alana Pierce was under fire because of that, uh, Starfield. She should be fired. She She works for Sony. She shouldn't be playing Starfield. Right. And they were like, we're going to tell Corey and uh, Corey Barlog. Is that his name of, uh, God oh, is War? that the, uh, that's the Sony Santa Monica guy. Yeah. I don't know if that's his last name or not, but anyway, they were like, yeah, we're going to tell on you. And she's like, you should, uh, because Corey also likes Starfield. So I don't really know what you think you're going to try to prove here. Like the, she was saying that the biggest misconception of the gaming industry is that these companies don't support each other but like we all do and when, it, when everybody 
win. Like when everybody's winning, like that's a good thing for everybody, right? Right, right. I don't know because there was another one that there was a tweet going around about how Phil Spencer supposedly bought a PS Five. <laughs> I didn't. And that was this. like a big deal. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, Sakurai has a PS5. Yeah. You they just don't the internet doesn't separate like this is a company. Right. Versus it's a it's a, a separate person that doesn't only think about yeah. their company. Like if you all right, so I don't know. If if you work at Target, uh-huh. and you buy something at Walmart, yeah. Are you betraying your company? No. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's so dumb. I mean, I don't I mean there's people out there that are probably like that. And like possibly, they, possibly. They themselves don't want to uh buy any other uh, products from their competition. But I I mean that that I think there's <sighs> From an outside perspective, I think there's a lot of pros because even talking about games that we didn't even know were available, like people were talking about the Nintendo Direct and how it wasn't that great. And I agree, like it wasn't one of their best directs, but we still get these independent games that come through the directs that honestly, I probably wouldn't know about if they didn't show them off. Yes. I mean, that's they're still reporting on those kind of games that, that come through or any kind of spotlight that they want to give a developer. They're like, Hey, yeah, we'll put it up on our site. Yeah. And they we'll always, out. they always have like pre shows and post shows for these directs and state of plays and stuff. Yeah. And it is interesting to see their perspective, but again, it is, it's like us, it's like us talking here. It's not like, like if we were to have a pre and post show of, the Nintendo direct, it would be the same vibe as their pre and post shows. It's just their writers or, you mm-hmm. know, the people that work there, it's their opinion on it. Right. Like there was a, a pretty, I don't know if it's infamous. It was a pretty big thing that I remember the uh, game scoop podcast. Okay. Which is IGN's. Um, uh-huh. They, one of the, one of the hosts said that there is, there's no such thing as a good Sonic game. Oh yeah, yeah, I know this. And yeah. like people lost their mind over that. Yeah. Even though it was true because there is no such thing as a good Sonic game. But I don't know, people just were like, how could you say that on on IGN's podcast? And it's like it's their personal opinion. I don't what kind of what kind of podcast would it be where they were just like reading news articles? Yeah, and like just because it's somebody's opinion doesn't mean that you can't bad back right like it is freedom of speech but i also have freedom of speech to say what it is that i want so like i i get how people are are wanting to give their two cents right but we and this is getting on a deeper level but that's fine because like that's what i believe in this podcast we do have to sit down and have these conversations and give our full opinions on what it is that we like what we don't like and and have conversations not arguments which is a huge problem with the internet like it's just argument arguing 24 7 instead of like i respectfully disagree with your opinion but it's cool that you think that way like i know that that's just not how we see things today but it would be nice if we could somehow get back to that can we all just get along can't we it would be so nice. <laughs> and like, there were no console wars and it, I'm yeah. just thinking of like the, if society was meme, you know, and we all have those floating cars and I'm really interested to see what Xanadu is. The reason he's making the website is mm-hmm. because he, he doesn't like the way game journalism is going. And I really want to know, I really want to know what, what he, what he wants to change, like what he thinks should change. Right. Because I, I do understand. I, I think the content creators, they kind of had to, they changed how game journalism kind of works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
because now now they are, you know, a lot of content creators do news. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they might be taking views away from these journalism sites. Yeah. I, maybe that's the problem, right? Is that you were saying that it feels more of like a company is saying this instead of an individual. So I want to get my news and my information from an individual, this influencer, this content creator that I really enjoy versus like just a company's name. See, I was thinking it would be the opposite, right? Like you would want your you would new, think, yeah. You, would, you want your news from like a, a viable company or like a viable news. <laughs> yeah station like I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i don't watch like i watch you know abc news for my news uh-huh. like i don't uh-huh. watch joe schmo well that's interesting because like i i don't know i'll get like news from twitter or, like headlines or whatever um but hannah and i will watch a lot of philip defranco who is like always talking about today's news so and most of the time it's like things that were on Twitter that day, but he goes into more depth of what is actually happening, um, gives his opinion, but then kind of passes it off into the comments to see what, how others are feeling about it and then moves on to the next section. So like, that's kind of how we're getting our news is bit by bit. But like Philip DeFranco is somebody that has been around YouTube since I think it started basically. Um, and is not, someone who is going to, I, I don't know. I think they are reliable and, and they have a team that puts together the show and grabs the articles and the, um, and statements that are said in those interviews. And, and so like, that's how I get my news. Um, as far as gaming, it's just, I guess, yeah, whatever pops up on, on Twitter, maybe there's a couple of YouTube videos that pop up on my yeah. subscription. I do think this is, I think it's a problem with news in general and journalism in general, but mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the want and need to be first. Oh, for sure. So yeah. you're trying, you're trying to get your, your article out first. You're not doing your due diligence. So mm-hmm. there could be, you know, factual errors. I yeah. do think that is a problem. Yeah. And I, and I have, we have seen it with, with uh, games journalism, like I could think of the Bayonetta voice actor situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, a good one. When she came out and said, uh, you know, she wasn't getting paid or something. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. And she wasn't it, getting paid the right amount. Yeah. Or, or she thought she should get paid more. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember what it was exactly, but everybody was putting out articles like, how dare platinum games do this to her and, and all this stuff. And, and, and apparently there was a lot of things going on in the background that they yeah. did not even try and find out. They just took her word for it. They didn't do any due diligence and ask any questions. And they just got the article out mm-hmm. and that was trending like that day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day it was like, whoops, we were wrong. Right. But I would also say just now, like you and I can't really remember the events of it. And it was like a big event for a couple days or a week. And it's already forgotten. Yeah. Have you ever watched the uh, there's movies? There's like the news news movies. I forget what I forget what one's called. There was one about the Catholic Church. Oh, uh, Spotlight. There's spotlight. And we just watched one recently. They're always fascinating to me because they, uh, they don't, it's not like one, one day and the article's out. It's like months and months of journal Mm -hmm. of, uh, research and interviews. Yeah. To, to get this in-depth article out. And now, uh, I just don't think they see it as financially, sustainable to do that like they need they need the clicks they need to get the ad revenue ad revenue and they don't do a lot of actual journalism yeah yeah i agree with you um but i also think that kind of falls on us for not doing our our own 
research, right? Like we just will take everybody's word for face value. And like you said, it's the first one to get posted. So like there's a but that's new not game really that our job wanna... though, right? That's not our job. We shouldn't have not... to as as a reader, as a consumer, we should not have to do their job. We should not have to do their research. Like yeah, we shouldn't have no, to I... see a uh, beta voice actor is not getting paid and be like, oh well, let me uh let me call some of my contacts and see if this <laughs> is actually true. No, it should be they've already done their due diligence. Yeah. And they put out a full article. Yeah, it's the controversy, right? Like I I can think of uh I don't know if you watch uh Black Mirror. No. No. Well, I, I mean season, I know what it I know what it is. I know what it is. The new season had a episode called Joan is Awful. And essentially it is this Netflix series that people are watching, except I think it's Streamberry in the show. Um it's original show about this girl whose name is Joan and Joan is awful. And it is following this person's real life and everybody gets to see this person's real life and how bad of a person they are. But the end of it, spoilers, I guess is, um, this AI, uh, machine could create, anybody is awful so like they could make a show about you and say it's awful they can make a make a show about me and say it's awful and then they ask like well how come it isn't more friendly and they're like oh well we tried like brian is awesome but it doesn't get people's attention the same way that someone is awful like you have to know why that person is so bad versus like hey this person is so cool yeah negative yeah, it's, negative yeah, it's all clicks. So like even from, so even the the why my videos went viral is because they are it is negative content. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm showing something negative about that game. I I and it's not like I'm trying to back you up or anything. You're right. Like it is negative about the game, but I do think it still is informative as to why people shouldn't buy that game or, or that the mortal Kombat developer should be doing better to put their games on switch. Do you know what is like the weirdest thing? I got gaslit so hard these couple days. Yeah. How? So I, I captured video directly off of my switch, Mm -hmm. but I have hundreds, if not thousands of comments saying, Oh, this isn't what it looks like. (laughs) <laughs> like I've seen other, I've seen other videos. This, this isn't what it looks like. Yeah. And I'm like, am I, am I going crazy? Like, did you have like a, a thought of like, Oh, I shouldn't have put that out there. Yeah. I even told, yeah. I even told Kelsey, I'm like, maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't have put this out. So I literally, I did download it on another system to see, uh-huh. And it's this, it's the same. So I feel I feel more confident that that is just how it looks. And I even yeah. uh, all in podcast shout out to them. They put out a video about it, and it also is awful for mm-hmm. them too. So it it is it looks bad. But I I felt like I I don't know how people do this for a living. Like I would just be questioning everything. <laughs> yeah, it was it. So they didn't even believe, so people don't even believe you when it's like actual foot, like when you know it's actual footage. Yeah. So like, I can't imagine when IGN's putting these articles out or or Kotaku's putting these articles out, like people are just don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Well, they want to believe what they want to believe. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, like I, the, I think it is always good to have these gaming media outlets where you're hopefully getting reliable sources and not being led on, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've made videos. People make fake videos. I've right. made fake videos. What do you mean you've made fake videos? What do you mean? So um, Thor's Hammer 
<laughs> oh, I, in, yes. In Fortnite. So th- this is a callback. I stopped doing this because I felt I felt bad for doing it. But it did was, me, was this 2020? This is a while. It might have been 2020. It was a while ago. But yeah. Thor's Hammer was released in Fortnite. And if you don't know, they there was a thing where only worthy characters can wield Thor's Hammer. So it was Thor... And at the time, it was Captain America. Um, spoilers for Endgame, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say that these other characters are worthy, and mm-hmm. see what it does. So I would I made one with Kylo Ren saying Kylo Ren was worthy, and mm-hmm. I was like, I got like two million views on that. I I did another video where there's a shark costume. And that's shark- the one that got me. <laughs> yeah. And there's a shark in the game and the shark usually attacks you when you're near it. And I wanted to make it look like the, if I was wearing a shark costume, it wanted to attack me. I think I did a pretty good job. It wasn't attacking me, but I was just at that cusp of like where it would or would not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've made fake videos. People make fake videos all the time. You know, um, Nadia, do you know who Nadia is? I don't. She was um, she was really big on TikTok for Call of Duty, like earlier this year or maybe last year, and uh, she has now branched out into uh, other content. But she made a video, or she was in a video where they were in a hot tub or like an ice water tub, mm-hmm. and she got in an and made, yeah, an ice bath, yeah, and she got in and made it look like she uh, had an accident okay and apparently it was fake but like it got a ton of views mm-hmm. one thing I, so, the one thing I, when i was watching that i'm like well if this is fake like why would you want to be known for that right like why would you want to be known for like crap in your pants in the in the pool <laughs> Like that's a weird yeah. thing. Like I get it. Like you want to get views, but like why would why would you choose that? Choose something uh-huh. else. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's all attention. Like that's the thing is we all are in the business of attention. It doesn't matter what it is that you do. You need that person's attention in order to get business, in order to get clicks, to get views. Um so that's the biggest problem, I think, is like we've we have lost trust in so many people and so many things. That like how I mean, you said it yourself, like you were creating fake videos. And so, like, why should people trust you going forward? Yeah. But Taku hopefully it was made this this article about Tears of the Kingdom or or even uh, Dread. Why should people trust them? Review scores on IGN. Why should people trust them? Nintendo Life. Why should people trust them if they're just talking about Nintendo games? Like they're going to be biased, right? I personally, I really like a lot of Nintendo Life's articles, and I know the people that like run them. Um, so I'm biased in that sense. But I think that they do a good job. Even I don't know if they are, you know, how they're considered if they're like a big. Uh, a journalism site probably or one of the bigger independent. Nintendo ones. Yeah. But even if they're like an independent or, or inspiring those that are wanting to do games journalism, I mean, that's good too. But like we've lost trust in so many things that it's hard to take people's opinions seriously. I don't know. It's, I think that's I what think it boils it, down to. I think that is a lot of the issues with, with, gaming journalism is we don't know what we can trust. Yeah. We don't know. And again, I would love to see what is happening behind the scenes. If there's anybody that is listening to this and you're in games journalism, like I think just as great content, open your doors and allow us to see like everything that you're going through and what you do in the process of it, because there's so many people that are lost. Yeah, and it all kind of boils down to like I, like I want to know who approve like I would love to to know how many people approve these articles. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's fascinating. Well, I can think of like, this is completely different. Um, and if we're going over time, you let me know. But oh, like, right, like an hour, but that's fine. We we got to an hour and a half last week and it's, and it's doing pretty well. So we got to keep, keep pushing. Got to keep pushing. <laughs> to the ones but that like, are listening this long, you're the real ones. It's true. Leave your comments, please. I like. I seriously think that this could be a great episode and community patch notes episode on this topic because uh, I th- think that there are many different opinions uh, that need to be heard. Screen Rant is an article that like they put out so much a day. And like, it's all for clicks. Like they, they have to get the attention. They're putting all of that stuff on Twitter. So you're seeing it throughout the day. Is all of it newsworthy? No, but they know that someone is going to like it or hate it or comment on it. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it's like the higher ups that are telling them, Hey, we need this much a day to be seen. And I think, I think, I mean, that's okay, right? It's a business. It's, they need to make money. I think sure. there has to be a balance of, you know, clicky titles uh-huh. and actual journalism. Like, I, I love some of the, like, the in-depth impressions that some of these sites do. I love those. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see them that often because it's it's like you know, the, the clicky articles and, and tweets. And I get it. I understand it's, it's frustrating as a consumer, but I also yeah. understand that's what you have to do. That's the internet, right? That's the internet. Mm-hmm. And, you, and they're now news out, outlets are competing with content creators. Yeah. So it's, it sucks in a way because we're not getting, we're probably not getting high quality, journalism mm-hmm. but i do think being in the know all the time like we at least will have access to this information all the time somewhere yeah because it's just archived right or yeah. at least should be i'm really interested to see what xana dude has to say i'm really interested to see how our community feels about games journalism. Also, I do want to point, I do want to put this out there because we are not, well, me, we're not critics. We're not game journalists. Nope. We're just two idiots with a microphone. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not, I've, I've gotten comments where I am clearly saying something biased, like Mm -hmm. tears of the kingdom was the best game ever made. Mm -hmm. And people, think that like I should have some critical view about it but like it's just my opinion yeah like I'm not trying to be a critic uh-huh so I I don't know I just want to put that out there just so people know that I am not I'm clearly biased and I'm trying to be biased on purpose mm-hmm. so people don't yeah, think I guess yeah, like you you are so good at at knowing how to get people's attention and like what it is that's going to get them talking and I'm sure that's what these journalism sites also have to think about is like kind of get in the mind of a content creator instead of these articles that they used to do. That's just I don't know, maybe this is nothing. Should we blame BuzzFeed? Is BuzzFeed the problem? <laughs> like, feel like what kind of Harry po- what uh Twilight character are you? Right, yeah. Uh I, I they kind of came up with lists, I feel like. Maybe that's always been a thing, but it oh, seemed yeah. like that was more like you're not gonna read this article. Here's our list of the top twenty shows you should be watching or something. Yeah, BuzzFeed yeah, it's not just game journalism. It's 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 all journalism. Like we're yeah. we're out of the investigative reporting era. We're in the internet <laughs> era yeah. of clicks. 
So, I don't know. I'm interested the, to, to see. The, sorry. I was just going to say, I think the other uh, news movie that you were thinking of that you couldn't think of earlier is Anchorman. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> killed a guy with a trident? Yeah, I killed a guy with a trident. I mean, it's, oh man, what a class! What a classic! It's, not, it's probably horrible. Like it probably does not hold up oh, well at I, all. I yeah, I don't think it does hold up, but it still has some very memorable lines. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. And that's games journalism, folks. <laughs>